0: Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B dev and I am Juan Moreno. Welcome back to the most organic podcast in the world, Juanavelli. How you been
1: doing? How's everything been going? No, nah, man, I've been doing good. I know it's been a while since like we've talked. You know, we barely got together right now, and here we're gonna start recording. And lately, I've just been like, you know, I've been telling you, I've been watching that documentary called like The Truth About Cancer, and that's really been like my journey right now for like the last few weeks, the month. Is just really, you know, self-empowering myself with the knowledge that you need to take care of yourself because I feel that, you know, a lot of things are a business and, you know, capitalism is a beautiful thing, but, you know, it has its pros and its cons. And sadly, you know, you know, some people don't want you healthy, you know, some people don't want you to become a thinker. Some people don't want you to be the best version of yourself. Some people don't even want you to talk about certain things that's going to uplift others to then, you know, be, become um, awake from their sleep of just, you know, going to work, going home, eating food, taking a shower, go to sleep, wake up again tomorrow. Like a lot of us have been programmed and I believe that, you know, there's two types of people. There's the people who seek for the truth. And then those who seek what they're told. And so for me, One thing that has helped me elevate it in life was to not live the life that I've been told to live that wasn't working. You know, I was like sick all the time before, tired. I used to be depressed, sad. And then up until I just got tired of it, you know, I started opening my eyes like, okay, well, how how do I get out of depression? How do I get out from being sick all the time? Why am I always tired? And then I started studying nutrition and I started studying, you know, physical exercise, even like self-belief, like psychologically, like what you can think your way out of. And then, you know, this the latest one is, you know, God, you know, that one really opened up everything and put everything into perspective. Now, like, you know, spiritual, spirituality, your health, physical and mental, and then your purpose of like doing stuff for your family. So with educating myself with all that I have, like these last, you know, my whole life up to this point. I've learned how important it is to really take care of yourself. Like nobody's going to take care of you, you know, like, you know, certain doctors might be misinformed or they're taught a certain way and they don't really have the best interest for you at heart. Like they're there to do a job at the same time, they're going to give you what they know. And sometimes it might not be what's best for you. And there's like proven ways to take care of yourself that people call it like cuckoo stuff. You know, like natural remedies and stuff. Like I'm Mexican, so like I've like seen wonders with like natural remedies that an ibuprofen or a Tylenol couldn't fix, a uh, fever within minutes. You know, like I remember my grandma would put like at the bottom of my feet and my hands and my head and the back of my neck. She'll put like salt, lemon, and a uh, vapor rub, which is like vaporu. They say in Spanish. And I remember being sick for like a whole week. And then one day she came, she seen me sick there for already a week. And then she like applied that stuff next day, I felt better. And I wasn't, I didn't even have a fever no more. So I kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, I don't know if it was a mind thing, if if it was a placebo effect or was I coming down from the fever already and she just helped me or whatever, or is there something that I don't know that we get taught that, you know, in order for you to treat yourself, you need to take a, a pill or, you know, chemo or surgery. And I started like, you know, wanting to learn the truth. And now I've got to the point where I watched this documentary, did my research, look at transcripts like, you know, at the end of the day, you should be questionable about everything. And even in the Quran, they say you should ask questions. You should never just blindly believe anything. This for me, there's no such thing as like a blind faith. Like you need to be skeptical and ask all the questions. And because at the end of the day, you want the truth, not what makes you feel good and what makes sense. Like you need to be able to ask questions and get the answers, and then make your best judgment, and fall on your sword if you're wrong. Admit it, and be able to, you know, live the life with your control. Because a lot of people are not in control, and I used to be one of those people that used to blame everybody or um, not know how to help themselves or other people. And you know, I look at myself as somebody who has, you know, the knowledge that I know now, and, and I also have the responsibility to like let people know and then they make their best judgment you know i can't tell nobody what to do so yeah with all that being said i've just been like on this kind of educational journey about like physical and mental health and then like what you eat what you apply on your skin the water that you drink and just you know we don't i don't have all the money in the world to be able to like maybe make everything i want become um a reality like you know getting certain food uh fruits and and food and water and maybe, uh, supplements because of lack of knowledge, but at least I could start now, like little by little, it's kind of like when you start learning God and your religion, like you're not going to just be the best example of your religion or, or the best example of what you want, um, that you believe God would want you to be like you, you know, it's like trial and error. So yeah. So I'm like right back to this common journey that I'm in, which is like just seeking the truth.
0: Yeah. And can you go in a little um, detail and what's the title and go in a little more detail of like the the documentary that you were watching, too, because you had put me onto it, too. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch that first episode, but can you talk a little bit about a little bit more about that and like um, how the things that we're eating is directly correlated to like cancers and stuff like that? Kind of how we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, like I sent it to you, I sent it to like everybody who I really care about that. I know people are not really gonna watch it, but at least I could send it to them and then maybe when the time comes or they get sick or they find somebody else who's sick, they can maybe look back like, oh, I remember Juan sent me that documentary about something about the truth about cancer. And in that documentary, it's like a series, so it's like episodes one through nine. I found it on Rumble because Rumble um, has a lot of like freedom of speech And they don't have nobody's controlling what you put on there and what you say. So it's best to go on Rumble and then search the truth about cancer. And you could then find that series where it's created by Ty Ty Bollinger. Him and his wife created this documentary. They went all around the world. Literally different continents, different countries, um, different islands. And all throughout that documentary, they go through... All the different types of cancers that all different type of alternative treatments they go into like you know vaccines and then um the reality of the treatments that's been going on that's been passed down the history of these like pharmaceutical companies and there's a reason why you learn history because it teaches you what not to repeat again and so that's why it's important for us that we don't just blindly just do things or just listen to advice of people that you know, are telling you to do this and you need this treatment for you to be healthy, but yet they're obese and they just have a lab coat. And people say like, trust the experts. You can't trust nobody at all. When it comes to any profession, you really have to be skeptical and like do your research. Everything these doctors learned, everything that experts learn, you can find online now, or even chat GPT now, which is crazy. Like, you can literally search and ask questions that a doctor would have uh, advised you the same. So. You know, you should always, you know, still see a doctor and stuff like that to get like diagnosed and stuff like that. But when it comes to treatment before you just accept anything or any pill, you know, if I'm have if I'm having a hard time to, I have a hard time sleeping. So I know if I go to a doctor, they'll prescribe me Xanax or other sleeping things, other sleeping medications for me to fall asleep. But I've been, you know, I smoke marijuana and that's helped me go to sleep and I feel re-energized and. A Xanax pill that I can get addicted to and it has side effects that can harm me and so like just stuff like that you always need to be skeptical of like you gotta remember these doctors make money off of like what they prescribe you there's like a commission and like when you go through chemo or radiation like those are like a hundred thousand dollars or a thousand dollars a month weekly treatment that they're giving you that they make commission on so just being aware of that type of stuff and you making your best judgment, you know, I encourage everybody to like watch that documentary because it goes through all the different types of cancers, all the different types of treatments, places you can go, doctors that are reputable, doctors that have proof, you know, cancer survivors on there that are explaining that that their cancer got cured and they explain how the pharmaceutical companies are not there to cure your cancer, they're really there to treat it and keep you coming like a drive through restaurant and then you learn like the food, like the, all the herbicide sprays and and how the soil is dying and like an apple in the 1940s between an apple and now doesn't have all the nutrients that it used to have, like all that educational stuff. is just important to know and then do your best, you know. And so with that documentary, I encourage everybody to watch. So, like, yeah, the truth about cancer that's on um, Rumble. OK. And what's the name of the, the guy again? Ty Bollinger. Okay. So it's B O L L I N G E R. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely something that needs to be
0: watched. And how how important do you think physical fitness is, as well as you know the things that were obviously are n- nutritional wise? Um, do you think it's just as important to actually be fit too, or is the nutritional side like the majority of it?
1: I think it's like a yin and yang. Mm -hmm. Like you need to focus on for me, I'm more focused before I used to like want to be like, you know, body lifting and like, like have this physique. But then I realized like I really want to look more towards like longevity. Like I just want to live long enough. I don't want to put too much strain into my heart. And there's like, you know, studies that have shown and you see all the time, you see a lot of, you know, incredibly physique, you know, men and women that die early because of the stress that they put on their joints and in their heart. It's really the heart, the main part, because you, you're already stressing mentally, depending on where you're at in life and your career. And then you're also stressing by working it out your heart. So your heart's doing double the work. And if you don't give yourself, that's why it's so important, right? Sleep. And that's why it's so important to recover and how you recover. And, you know, steroids can make you recover faster, but then there's like a pro and con of doing that. And then when it comes to sleep, you know, a lot of people don't really prioritize sleep and, you know, because they make things like, you know, sleep is for the broke or, you know, stuff like that. And, and I kind of subscribe to that mindset too. But then I remember how unhealthy that mindset was having me, like my joints, I get tired and then like, I wouldn't sleep well. So I wouldn't recover. I'm still super sore. And then I didn't have a routine. I should have had a physical trainer. I should have talked to maybe experts that can give me a balance And so I learned that, you know, for the physical, I realized, like, you should be doing, like, calisthenics is best, I believe. And then doing some type of weights, too, as well. But really, you just want to master yourself. It's really mastering, like, how your body works. Like, you want to, you know, for me, it's hard for me to trust a man who can't do one push-up or one pull-up. Like, how am I going to trust you to go to battle or if guys come jump us? And this is my my friend can't even do a push-up. Like, I bet he can't throw a punch either. So it's kind of like... You know, you need to be able to, like, move around with your body. Um, either if when you have kids or you don't have kids, you want to be physically, like, able. And then when you talk about, like, food and nutrition, a lot of us are just malnourished. And, like, a lot of us, you know, we get sick off of the simplest um, viruses or even fevers. You know, ever since I started taking care of myself back in 2015 when I really started, like, fasting uh, nutrients every day or every other month, I'll try something new. I always switch it up, the foods that I eat. And to the nutrients that I intake, the water that I drink, um, fasting, I have yet to ever get sick from there. I've had, I think, like allergies twice out of the last eight years. So, like, you know, and the times I got allergies, the times that, well, the times that I did have allergies is the times that I was drinking too much alcohol. But ever since I switched up my food and I'm, I'm never consistent on eating like a certain meal, a certain food or eating three times a day is like the worst thing you can do like you eat breakfast you eat lunch and you eat dinner or if you eat dinner a little bit too close like three hours before you fall asleep within that window like you're making your body that's why you wake up in the middle of the night because your glucose levels are finally going down but then your glucose levels spike up if you go to if you eat a little bit too early before you go to sleep so like all this knowledge like everybody's able to to thankfully find it because you can find it in the podcast from doctors, experts. And sometimes I know people always give it a thing, right? It's like, Oh, well, if it's not a doctor saying, I'm not going to trust it. It's like, you gotta remember this doctor is a human too. Like they just got a degree. They got some knowledge that you can also learn and find too. You know, it doesn't take much to believe common sense and logic and knowing how the body works. Yeah. There's scientific terms, but when you're really knowledgeable or you really want to learn, you could put things in perspective and understand what the doctors are saying. And so that's what's important. I think like your physical exercise is, is so important, longevity wise for your physical mental health. And then obviously like nutrition, like what you eat, how you eat, and trying to get the best form of your food. Because, you know, a lot, of sadly, a lot of foods have a lot of like preservatives, additives, herbicides on them, you know, to keep insects and, and, you know, insects away and there a lot of food industries are in it to make money they're not really there to create the healthiest food for you you know like it's really about getting product out you got to think about like the fda's you know food drugs like it's a combination of a company that basically watches over and lets like right now they just passed um lab grown chicken I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. The yeah. same
0: day that they had, um, what what did they have going on? It was like the same day something big had happened. And they had ex- they had just passed it. But it was like a big distraction on the news that something had happened. The submarine? The submarine. It was the yeah. submarine thing. Mm-hmm. And they had, they, you know, they was all on all the news. You know they knew that they were dead that Sunday, but they still ran it on the news on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like they mm-hmm. were looking for them, but they knew they were dead on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people know that. That's like that's a real tactic that they do.
0: That's crazy. Like, what what's to gain from that?
1: But obviously, it was a distraction
0: because, you know, that got passed and nobody even knew until, you know, I see. I think I seen it on Twitter or
1: something. Somebody had posted on Twitter mm. and it was like a chicken with two heads. No. <laughs> and I was like, what the? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you really gotta watch out. Like, you know, if this is a money thing. You think that's a? You think the lab grown meat is for health purposes? No, it's just another way to make money, another way to create business and opportunities It's it's capitalism, which is by the way, I love capitalism. Though I'm all about that because, I mean, that's why people go out. People die on their way to just to come to the U.S., you know, like crossing the border, going overseas just for the American dream to be all that you want to be. But you got to remember, it's a business like everything's a business here in the U.S. Even your own health is a business like you think they want you sick. You know, like a patient cured is a patient lost like that's a real thing. There's a reason why they always want you coming back. There's a reason why the foods that you eat are super salty and high in sodium to the point that you want to grab another beer, another fountain drink when you're at a restaurant. Like, you have to be aware of these things and you have to understand, like, the only person gonna take care of you, you, is you. So, like, with all that being said, like, yeah, your, your nutrition and your physical health is super key, but always question everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because I know, <clears throat> for me personally, like a lot of the things that, I do physically, like, the lifting weights, the the running, the, you know, especially how I eat. Bro, I eat terrible, bro. I eat ter- terrible, but I make it up when I with all the physical activity. Like, I lift heavy. Like, I'll go run. I'm always active. I'm always doing stuff. Like, and the way my body is isn't going to be the same as someone who you know, didn't play sports or someone who did play sports that played a different position or like, like everyone's body is different. So you got to find your groove. And for me, I found that yes, calisthenics is a good benefit for longevity, but I also believe that lifting weights, uh, high rep lifting weights and having a high rep set in your workouts is, is more beneficial as well. Cause Pride lifting only takes you so far. Like, yeah, if you're testing to get to a certain point, yes, it's, it's it's beneficial. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh yeah, like, like um, you should just stay at the same weight and just play it safe. And you know what I mean. But but like, if you if you're you know want to uh, increase your strength, obviously you have to lift heavier weight. But if you're going for longevity, you know, to maybe to get shredded up, go high reps and see how many go go until failure with some things. You know like like today like i did you know a little bit of calisthenics and i did some pull-ups push-ups dips or whatever and you know going to failure okay how many can i do on this set okay i'm gonna do five sets see how much i can do it that hurts more than getting the weight and doing a certain set or like okay i got 10 reps on this you know and like I feel like when I do calisthenics and all that stuff, like I feel cut up and, and especially when I run, bro, running kills me mm-hmm. like every time. But I think, you know, for longevity, just finding your groove and finding what what's, you know, what's beneficial and healthy for you. Cause I know you, bro, it was one time you told me, yeah, man, I just ran 5.6 miles or I ran six miles. I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I, I, that, I got three at best, two mm-hmm. two 2.5 or three at best, but, i'm like yeah you got it but i like i like lifting weights and you know jogging a little bit after you know get a little bit of lactic acid lactic acid out of my body but you know it's about finding your groove
1: yeah and that's super important too it's like you have to make it fun too like you can't just do like a certain workout regime and it's like boring because like it's not gonna last and one thing i learned too is like you can always there's always a way to do something or get to like a goal like you want to do it the most like organic way like the healthiest even if it takes a little bit longer because you don't want to put your body to like too much stress to the point where like now it's like deficient like you're not really getting the full um experience and the fullest like potential of like your muscle growth endurance and like cardio is one thing that people lack you know like People don't know how many people die actually in the gyms from, like, a cardiovascular, like, um, heart attack or disease or, like, you know, people just drop dead. And a lot of people don't work on their cardio. Cardio is, I think, cardio to me is way more important than lifting weights because lifting weights is more like you should be strong. And, you know, it's an aesthetic look. But cardio is is literally your livelihood, like your heart rate, your your, your, your breathing. Like, you know, you can't go to the gym if your heart ain't working. So it's kind of like you need to incorporate ways to like do some cardiovascular workouts to the point where then that also strength strengthens not only your blood flow to mm-hmm. your muscles too, but it gives the most optimal feeling and the most optimal results. And like, that's the one thing I, this couple of like interviews I listened to a couple of days ago where you know, people would like not want to work on cardio because they would think that's going to like lean them out, like mm-hmm. it'll take away their muscles or whatever. People don't want to fast because they think that their muscles are going to shrink. And that is true because, um, but in a good way, like it doesn't like remove your lean mass, but it actually removes the glucose or the sugars that are inside your muscles. Mm-hmm. So that's why people think like, oh, I'm losing muscle, but not really. You're kind of losing just like the unwanted. Um, you know glucose or sugars or like kind of spots that are in your muscles to then become fully lean because i don't know if you ever heard of, like i don't know if you like listen to like certain bodybuilders and stuff like that there's some that do fast and they get even like greater results and obviously yeah. like you have to pair it with like sleep too and mm-hmm. then like you make sure you're like you're like you know eating the right stuff and and you're also taking the right nutrients like there's always like a, a, the best way to do something like you should never do a dirty bulk like you should try to do the most cleanest bulk that you can do and sometimes like you you don't know shit sometimes you're like if i just eat pan express every day you know if i just eat like what i used to do like, i used to eat like in and out almost every day when i was like bulking like a couple years back i mean yeah it it definitely bulked me up but i felt like shit so mm-hmm. and like yeah i was getting like more like bigger but at the same time it was a different type of like bigger it's like like you want to do it like the best way you can and you might not have the knowledge. Like that's why it's good to like educate yourself, read some books or listen to an audiobook, listen to somebody who has the body that you want, but then also understand like, yeah, genetics is part of it. But I think that like, genetics is like one percent. Like really like it's a lot of hard work, consistency, what you eat, how you sleep, what you intake, how you work out how your workouts are, like how do you do it in the day? Because at the end of the day, like I mean you should be you know working out to live not just you know living to work out like yeah. it's kind of like food too you should be you know eating food um to live not living to eat food
0: yeah facts and going back to what you said about the weightlifting so if you're lifting weights like a bodybuilder that's where like how you were saying like that's where it's kind of like you know like like um not ego lifting but it's kind of like it's it's it there's no cardio in their their work you know what i'm saying it's not like crossfit or anything they're like Lifting for strength. Right. And that's why like athletically, athletically lifting is different. That is cardio based. So like everything is under a timer when you're lifting, like in a setting of like a football team or basketball team or you're doing something like that. Now you're doing those weights. But now, hey, every 10 seconds, you're doing a set. Or every 20 seconds, you're doing a set. That's where the cardiovascular thing comes in. And that's why it's so important for people to train like athletes. Even sometimes, like, bodybuilders will will try that and be like, oh, shit, like, this is different than what they're used to. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit on the bench for an hour working up to my max set. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? No, I'm, you're, you're getting your shit in and getting out. Like, and, like, how athletes train it's different, bro. It's like a different beast. And it's like, that's why you'd be like, damn, this dude has cardio and he's big and strong, but it's how they lift. Like the power cleans, boom, getting it in. You have your partner. It's like when your partner's done with his set, that's when you go and you have a good 15 to 20 seconds before you have to go next. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, you're getting that, you have that stress, but it's good because you're working both at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know? And even sometimes doing like, like a lift, but having to engage your core. You know what I mean? And, and that that's very beneficial as well. And now it's like not only are you working when you're tired, but now you still have to engage your core. You still have to hold that weight. You still have to get these reps in. And <laughs> I don't have any time to rest. You know, yeah. you're trying to catch your breath. So, um, I, I it's how you lift is what determines. You know, how your body is going to react if you're you're lifting like a bodybuilder. You're not gonna get those same results as someone who's doing calisthetics. That's doing as many reps as they can possibly do every set. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or a, a athlete who is you know has a short amount of time between anything instead of like someone going to a a a a rack and be like, okay, this is leg day. I'm gonna knock out my ten sets of
1: squats. I know I'm gonna be here for the next hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a
0: different type of vibe.
1: Right. Too. You, you ever heard of that guy Athlean X? Yeah. Yeah, I like his philosophy like mm. it's like his I think his philosophy is like train like an athlete. Mm. And I feel like that's the best way because you get like the best of everything. Like, you know, your cardio, uh muscular and then also the understanding of like what you're doing. Like cuz you shouldn't just be like, you know, a lot of people go like go train something as simple as like biceps, but they'll just do bicep curls, but there's like there's so many different variations that mm-hmm. you can use cables. You could do certain like, you know, like What's called, like, those bicep hangs? Like, you're, like, you just hanging, like, yourself with your bicep. Oh, the, um,
0: what's it called? The, the, the ISO hole. The, the holds when they're, they pull themselves up and they hold themselves at the top of the yeah. pull-up bar. I forgot what it's called. But,
1: but there's, like, so many variations of, like, things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, we're so caught up in, like, what you learn in PE class or yeah. something like that. Like, you need to, like, educate yourself. And that, that applies to everything. Like, the food that you eat to the to the way that you even breathe to the way you even think, to the ways that you work out, to the time that you sleep. Like, every day, you should be looking for an opportunity to tweak it just a little bit better. Like, you know, recently, like, this is kind of, like, off topic, but kind of still in it. Like, there's a lot of people that come up to me at work, they'll talk to me, and they'll be telling me, like, you know, hey, I'm going through a hard time. Like, I keep drinking every day. You know, I've been drinking for the the last two years every day, about, like, a, a, a bottle a day. And I think what to myself, yeah, man, like there's a lot of people. That's the one thing that I love about my job. And it's hard for me to even think about like giving it up when I have the ability to because it keeps me connected to people in the world. Like the real nine to five. These are real human beings, you know, like, that that pay their taxes, go to work every day that are in this, you know, what's helping America be America and keeping it running flow. Because I feel like a lot of people that are online. They're constantly talking in a way that's very privileged, like, you know, they only went to college university, they only been around like college students, and they're never able to experience what it is to actually be in the real world until they actually are in the working class. And there's a lot of people that are out there really struggling to just, you know, make, you know, their minimum wage, make their payments, make their rent, and to hear somebody that says that they're struggling with, you know, drinking alcohol every day. And this is a, this is a human being. This is a person that looks just like you. And it made me realize how important it is to always look at everybody, everybody in the way of a reflection of yourself, because you can always give advice. You might not be an expert or quote unquote credible, but the best advice you could give is kind of like self-reflection and depending on their beliefs, you know, God's a big one and then your health and who you do it for you know, life is very much of a struggle and it's hard to, you know, keep moving and moving forward. So when you're, when I hear something like, you know, every day I drink, you know, a glass of, you know, Jack Daniels to the face because of, of the reality of, you know, how, how hard life is. And this is a man, you know, talking to me about this. And this is a guy who is like, was, when I first started working was very optimistic but then once he started realizing like the 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 environment the culture of you know 9 to 5s and you know they could love you today hate you tomorrow you could die today get replaced tomorrow new job posting of your job you know right before right after you pass like you know life is life is pretty hard for a man and even for a woman for sure and but just speaking to him it was like you know this guy that drinks every single day and he was telling me he was like you know what it's hard because you know I got my kids you know, COVID destroyed my small business. He used to be a physical trainer. He had like a business running for 25 years and then COVID happened and it just destroyed him. And yeah, I could sit, I could sit here and be like, well, he should have prepared for it. Nobody was really prepared for COVID, you know, when it happened. And a lot of business went down under, like, there's like three or five that I can think about right now in my head that I used to go to before COVID and then COVID happened, they shut down. And it's, that's a sad thing. These are family businesses that went for like, you know, running for 40 years, you know, independently and, you know, COVID forced them to shut down and, you know, they they were never able to bounce back and like people don't realize right now we're still dealing with like the effects of COVID COVID. And, you know, a lot of people suffered mentally. A lot of people got on prescription pills. A lot of people, you know, um, have, you know, lost their jobs. A lot of people, but then there's a lot of great things also that happen. You know, a lot of people, you know, Seen what was going on and was able to see bullshit like this is and then to get the stuff that we're finding out now how i can't have to be careful with the words on here um the vid and like the this the shot like all that stuff ended up coming out like recently with like reports of people that had injured related injuries because of that and even we know people in our family that kind of links to that too and there's a there's a recent a recent um a bodybuilder based in Germany a, a influencer that ended up passing away from a neck aneurysm and then just a week before a couple of weeks he was talking on a, on a popular podcast about when he took the pokey the pokey and like his blood work before and after and they found heavy metals and a lot of people don't realize there's like mercury there's a lot of stuff that's illegal and that's like lily has been proven to be unhealthy to humans that are in those pokies and like you know you have to <laughs> that's funny where to say but you have to really be like man like you don't you don't want to be cuckoo like conspiracy theorist but you just gotta realize the game like, you gotta realize like you are in kind of like assimilation like there's there's agendas out and like you need to you know literally become wealthy to be able to take care of your family because if you just owe it all to the government or to a president or to some person like you gotta remember they got the best interest for their people Mm -hmm. like they're gonna do like all these people in the higher ups they're gonna take care of their family and themselves they're gonna make it look a certain way for the perception of the world that's watching but at the end of the day it's kind of like you too it's like me too right like i'm gonna take care of if I have to, you know, I'm forced to have to take care of people. I'm taking care of like my family and my friends. Everybody else who's acquaintances at work, like you are not on that list. Like you are at the very bottom, you know. Mm-hmm. And those people are gonna take it personal, but you shouldn't because I have, you know, my family, my friends. Really, it's my when I say family, it's my family, my friends. Really, I look because if you're my friend, you're my family, or else I don't believe in acquaintances. I don't really believe in like what's what's friends if you're not a best friend type thing, you know. And so it's like my family, my friends are joining together. Like I need to take care of these people. So that's why I educate myself to then give knowledge for those who are uninformed or misinformed and hopefully give them the, you know, the information like, Hey, you know, you really got to keep your eyes open and like understand what's going on. Like a lot of things aren't for your own interest, you know, and I'm not trying to sound like a tinfoil hat, but like, you know, you really got to self empower yourself with, you know, you got to keep God with you because, look at the people who don't have God in their life and, like, what they're chasing, you know? A lot of people, they watch. That's why, you know, certain things are dangerous, like the food that you eat, the things that you drink, the things that you watch, and then also, like, you know, for men or even for women, too, it's, like, pornography, right? Like, you know, you hear stories about this because I, I I watch, like, a bunch of things, and I like to have an understanding of, like, the pros and cons and, like, the, the down world, I mean, down... Uh, the spirals of, you know, pornography, alcoholism, um, worshiping your materials. And I always, like, educate myself with that. You know, like, I've heard stories, like, where a man would, you know, watch regular porn, right? Man on woman. And then they'll watch a woman with three guys. And then they start watching cartoon porn. And then it, <laughs> and then it starts going to, like, then children porn. Like, I'm telling you, it, like, there's, there's no cap, like, because, you know, which, it's kind of like, you know, if I'm used to just drinking one glass of beer, if I keep doing that every day, now I'm going to potentially get to two glasses, three glasses. Now I'm drinking liquor. Now I'm drinking a whole bottle a day. like, And, like, a lot of these people, that it's like a, a, a human habit. Like, you're always going to want more. And, like, when you don't have God, you don't have structure of the reasons why certain things are sin. And, like, this is a controversial take, but, like, you know, they say, like, um... You know how they say, like, being a homosexual is a sin? And, like, I have an understanding that, you know, homosexuality is a sin because it removes the family dynamic. You know, there's a reason why, you know, male and and females have unique body parts that are literally meant for each other to, like, create life. And when you go against God, you go against life. And, you know, a man and man can't have a child together. A woman and woman can't have a child together. So that's why it's, you know, it's a sin part of it, you know? So it's like, you know, and you know, I I have, you know, people that are part of the LGBTQ that, you know, that I know that are my friends and they also agree. And they understand the stuff that I talk about. And, you know, I get a lot of love from them. They heard some of the podcasts, they heard some of the stuff that I say, and they agree hundred percent, you know, they don't agree that that um you should be forcing your sexuality on kids at schools that they're trying to do. And, and they completely um understand like my stance on it. At the same time, you know, The whole goal was to let people be themselves. And you should want people to self-empower themselves, have self-belief, be okay just to feel normal with what they like, whatever. But you also have to be conscious of, you know, you should really be more focused on yourself and your family. You're able to now be yourself. You know, focus on your health, focus on your relationships, focus on your purpose, on helping people. Because you don't want to get caught in the act of everything's about how you feel and everything's about your own, like, selfish pleasures you know like you know like for you like what do you what do you feel that you see like you know because it's you know online is like a virtual thing you know online is not really real life you know like like online and social media and the news make it seems like the world's on fire but then Mm -hmm. you go outside you go to target you go to a grocery shop or you go to the mall everybody's minding their own business you know so it's kind of like what do you see is a disconnect online the wild spread of negative information
0: Like if We all live in the 209 right We all live in the valley If someone gets into a car accident That's going to be posted on 209 times Everyone's going to see it And everyone's going to react to it That's going to be the first thing that comes out of someone's mouth In the morning In the evening You see someone Hey did you hear about that accident on on 99 Like yeah, yeah, yeah That's what everyone's going to be talking about But they're not going to be talking about the positive things that happen, like, oh, hey, they made a homeless shelter that, you know, houses, you know, 150 people. You know, they're not going to talk about those positive things or for the majority of people aren't going to talk about. They're going to talk about the negative things because that spreads faster and that sticks. So these social media accounts and these these news places, they're going to talk about everything bad. gonna happen because it's more views you get more views you get more reaction if you talk about you know race and ethnicity you get more views if you talk about an abduction that happened you know 10 years ago five years ago that still wasn't solved if you talk about everything negative so i think talking about the negative it's just you know it's it's i think it's real toxic everything about it is it's toxic and me like like i told you like bro, i unfollow like if i keep seeing like certain shit on like pages, I just unfollow them. I don't care, or if somebody that I know, I might know them, hey, I might be cool with them in person. I can't follow you. Everything you're posting is like, you're posting somebody fighting each other. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Or you're posting like, you know, you smoking and drinking every damn day. Like bro. you know, it's just certain stuff. I wanna, when I wake up in the morning and I'm doing my thing and I go into my, my IG to, you know, I might post a haircut or be looking at stuff. Cause my whole feed is like all haircut stuff if i see majority of the stuff that's on my feed and it's like oh like this person's posting about talking shit about somebody else or posting that they're smoking and drinking and they got into a fight well bro like what do i why would i care Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like if there's nothing positive i don't even i don't even want to look at it you know yeah like people go through stuff like oh yeah you know people deal with death in the family of course people are going to talk about that stuff i'm talking about in any way shape or form you're gonna find anything negative to talk about to, to get attention or to just have something to talk about it's like i, I don't even you know want to look at it you know
1: mm-hmm. you know since you've been like starting to cut hair like what if you were to look back like i know we talked about it for years like you'd like want to cut hair and then to see you actually doing it and like making like good strides and stuff like what what was what was the enough? What was the, like, okay, I got to stop fucking playing. Let me actually just start cutting hair. Maybe I see something here. Like, what motivated you, and what's the reason why you decided to now just, you know, you know that push. Like, you just finally got the push. Like, what made you do that? So, you know how I was dealing with the stuff with my dad, mm-hmm.
0: you know, and and seeing all of that and, you know, having to quit my job and move, You know, move back Because I was, you know I was playing ball out there And I was working So, you know, quitting my job And coming back out to the valley It was just kind of like Damn Like, what am I going to do now? You know, like You know, I'm taking care of my dad I'm unemployed You know, I'm trying to keep everything right for him I had just sold my car It's like It was a lot of things that I was doing And I'm like, man I just got to make sure Like, financially I can help him Like, if I need to, you know Pay his rent for a couple months Or whatever, like I want to be able to help. And I'm like, man, like I can't just go and work a regular job. I have to be with him every day. Like bro, I was, you know, have to cook for him, have to do all that stuff. So, I remember I was literally just like watching YouTube, right? So in between like me like giving him his meal and medicine, like I would watch YouTube and I would watch like the Andrew Tate like motivational clips cuz you know how they have them. Yeah. Uh, so it's like all on my feed mm-hmm. and it's this other dude, this other white dude. Yeah, I forgot his name. He hangs out with him too but he has his motivational speeches on there as well. So I would just go through and watch him and it's like, and I remember it was one that was like a six minute long and he was just like, he was like, just saying like, well, just fucking start. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, yeah, what are you waiting for the perfect time? Like, just fucking start. And I was, and I had already wrote in my notebook, like I was mapping out like the things that I had options of doing. And I narrowed it down to three things and um, I was just like thinking in my head, like if I start cutting hair, I could do it at home I can make my own schedule build my clientele and i can work on the side and have money to help my dad help my mom you know help the people around me and save money by cutting my own hair cutting my kid my not my kids my nieces and nephew, i mean my nephew's hair mm-hmm. like this is like it'd be an actual career you feel what I'm saying, and the average barber is making a lot of money, especially California, mm. bro. A, a, a barber that's lazy is probably gonna make bring real in sixty to seventy thousand. Lazy, you feel what I'm saying? So mm. I'm like, bro, I know the type of mindset I have, and you know we you've tried to put me on that for year years. You know Mingo tried to put me on that for a year for a year or two. Uh, Javi tried to put me on that you know years ago, and I'm just like, like what am I waiting for? If I would have started. Two years ago when I was cutting my nephews like first and started off, bro, I would have been making bread. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I would have been in a position to where it was like, you know, I can, you know, help who who knows? I probably would have a house right by now. I probably Mm -hmm. would be doing all different types of things. So I'm like, you know what? Like, like just start I'm gonna I'm gonna start now. You know, I switched my my profile to like a, you know, a haircutting profile and started promoting myself. Put the pictures of my my nephews up and I was just like I just dove into watching YouTube videos, you know, 360 GZ, Get Beam, Chris Bosio, like, and not only do they teach cutting hair, but they teach, like, the business side of it, like, mm. managing your money, taking care of your family, taking care of the things that actually matter, um, all things that, like, kind of, like, like, motivated me, because I'm like, oh, like, not only do I'm thinking of cutting hair, I'm thinking of the business aspect of, like, okay, what do I do when I have this money, and, like, okay, opening up a shop, okay having products doing x y and z i'm thinking like okay like even if i do cut hair like i know it's not going to be forever you know okay I'm get to a point where i can just have a shop, you know but i know this is going to be a, a gateway to branch off into other things It just your mindset going into it so right now i'm just in the process of learning like everything i want to get to a point where like i'm you know i'm real nice with mm-hmm. the clippers and the wrist work you know what i'm saying so I'm just like stuck in the grind right now and like building clientele and and getting everything up and going but it was just the fact of like like just start what are you waiting for i prayed for, i prayed and prayed and you know i asked you know god to show me and like it was literally within a day or two like i had already set up the shop i had showed you mm-hmm. set up the 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 barbershop and got my clippers i said Fuck it make the investment in myself and you know
1: it's paying off what do you what do you think was stopping you like this whole time like from you actually doing it though like wh- was there anything like specifically or like your own self or the, even the the belief in yourself that you can actually maybe make this into something like was there something like specifically or was it like just a uh, situational time and then you drilling in yourself you just happened to stumble across a motivational video that just told you like to the now or never type shit. Like, you know, what do you believe, like, were some of the things that was making it just, for some reason, difficult to even start it? I would say, at the time, I
0: think the thing that made it so difficult was my own internal dialect. So me telling myself, like, damn, like, this is going to take a while for me to get good. This is going to take, which it is. Um, it's going to take a while for me to get good it's going to take a while for me to get clientele like who's going to trust me to cut their hair like am i really that good you know and like building the confidence over the years of cutting my ne- my nephews and then it was kind of like you know because i start cutting my own hair and i'm like oh like i actually like how my hair looks you know oh shit like and then other people like telling me like hey bro like who cut your hair i'm like oh i cut my hair I'm like oh that actually looks kind of cold like like, do you actually cut? I'm like, no, I don't. And then I kind of like, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of building your confidence. And then, you know, you're cutting your hair and random people are they're telling you like, oh, yeah, like, hey, your haircut looks nice. Like, like, where do you go? I cut my own hair. Oh, wow, like, okay, cool. And then, you know, I came here a couple times. You're like, oh, you went to Mingo? or? Who? I'm like, no, I cut my own hair. You're like, oh, for real? I'm like, yeah. And it was just like practice, getting the, getting the reps in, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, getting the shots up, so to speak. And, you know, you know, I, I just, I don't know It just, you're still getting better And I'm watching the videos Like, bro, hours of videos Like, I, I never, like, just dove in this Well, when I had the credit the credit thing That, that was the only time I would, like, dive into, like, the YouTube Real, real deep mm. And, bro, I'm telling you, I was waking up early Like, that's why I'm kind of in the mode of, like, waking up early now mm. I wake up and just immediately As soon as I wake up, go to YouTube Turn on a, a tutorial High taper tutorial Drop fade tutorial Mid fade tutorial booty fade tutorial And just watch them 15 mm-hmm. 20 while i'm brushing my teeth while i'm you know eating and i'd even turn it because i have a tv the roku tv so mm-hmm. like it goes to youtube so i just sit sit on my little recliner and just watch the the video take notes and it's just like it built that confidence over time and then once i actually started cutting people like you know the the positive reinforcement is coming back from you know the real ones that came and like like let me cut their hair it was just like damn bro like you put faith in me like I don't know if I would have put faith in me to cut my hair. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like starting off like a new barber, I wouldn't try out a new barber, but the fact that they mm-hmm. came and tried me out and then like, okay, the second time I'm cutting their hair, I'm like, damn, okay. Like, no, I actually appreciate that. Woo. And I'm like, damn, this is a lot of like fast money. You know what I mean? I, I love the aspect of that. Like, damn, I can put in a hundred hours and I'm going to get the money out of that mm-hmm. versus working a regular job. I can do a thousand things in that hour I'm not getting paid extra for that, Mm. you know, and that always bothered me and making my own schedule. If I want to work from 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. at night, I can do that. You feel what I'm saying? If I want to cut hair all day, Hey, two days, I want to cut hair all day. I can do that. Mm -hmm. And I like as much I put in for the social media and stuff like that and cutting hair and investing time and energy into myself, like that's going to come back full circle. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I like I love that aspect of it. And, and you know, I'm just appreciating the grind of where I'm at, why I am right now.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's why it's so important. Like you have to you know, people always talk about like manifestation and stuff like that. You have to drill into your head like a bunch of like co- content or you talk to people that are trying to do what you want to do or or even successful. Like one thing that like was the best thing for me is like always like just watching thousands of hours of just self-belief videos because there was a lot of times where I just didn't have like the belief in myself to be able to do something or I didn't have a skill of maybe a way of communicating I was too shy or I was scared to articulate myself to speak up whatever like just watching like literally thousands of hours on like YouTube I remember just always just sitting in my room I still do that to this day I'll just you know instead of going out or whatever go to the bar i'll just be locked in just just watching videos on a certain specific niche of what i'm trying to do or just an avenue of how to market or whatever or even the ability to just understand like how does self-belief work you know like a lot of us don't have the best examples you know like a lot of people are trying their best in their own sense and that's why it's so important like you know you have to drill in your mind like the self-belief that you can really do anything that you want in life. Like really when you sum it down, it's really just a choice. You're just like, you know, if I want to do this, I'm going to go do it. And you have to remove like the instant gratification part. Like, you know, Hey, it's going to take me five years. It's going to take me a year. might take me a month to learn this or get certified. Like that really shouldn't be your focus. One of the things I hear a lot is, you know, there was this great video, bro. I got to show you. Um, It talks about this, this homeless guy is talking about like, you're so in a rush, like you're so in a rush to, to get that house, get this car, get this money, get this job position, like this status. And you forget, like, once you get there, it was the journey. That was the reason that actually made it worthwhile. It's kind of like, when you, you know, if you have a six pack, like when you get the six pack, it's like, great. You've, you've gotten what you've wanted but you really value it more because of the journey it took all those sit ups, all those different variations of food, what you cut down. It's like the value is in the process, not in like the, the final product to a certain extent, right? Like, you know, you need to like really develop that self belief because no one is going to do something for you to get what you want. Like you can, you know, be working towards it and failing and succeeding, and somebody you might network with last second might give you that extra lift to then put you in position like by opportunity or in in God's, you know, path that he like unlocked for you because of the effort you were putting in. I feel like like it's so important to have like that self-belief, like, you know, hey, I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to get good. I'm going to see the results. But there going to be some times where like, you know, I might see some good results and then I might slip up here. Like that's why it's so important. Like you need to have like that, that, um, that perseverance to really do anything that's needed for you to like reach what you, uh, where you want to be at. Like, like for me, like kind of like, like we're, what we're gearing towards too, like hopefully, you know, using the podcast to help people and to maybe leverage ourselves to get out of this nine to five mindset too. And then with you cutting hair, like, that could be something right there, too. It's, like, you need to take really control of your life, like, because, you know, there there's people are not going to help you, you know, people are, they gonna help you to a certain extent, but, like, they're more focused on their life, and, like, you need to do everything you can to, like, put your family in the best situation, put yourself in the best situation, because, you know, you have to realize, like, it's all on you, you know, like, you know, when you die, there's only one person you're going to meet and you gonna be by yourself. Like there's no, you, you're not gonna be able to bring excuses like with you, you know, you're not gonna be able to bring people you could point the finger on when you look at God. Like, you know, when you die, you, you're by yourself and you can't bring anything in that coffin other than your own human body that's in there. So I, I, I like to think that, you know, it's all on me. And like, I have the responsibility to like myself and God and my family to like, do everything that I need to do. And hopefully, little by little, God shows me sooner than later. And then, you know, you just make the adjustments because just you got you just can't make excuses. Sometimes you got to just, literally, a decision. Like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I don't know if this is what I need to do. Like, sometimes you got to just say, fuck it. And just fucking, you know, try you it out. Pick something. Mm-hmm. Pick something, for real. Because, mm-hmm.
0: like, at the, at the end of the road, like, your resume speaks for itself. You don't want to be that person that said, oh, I wish I would have did this or make excuses of, oh, I had I had kids. That's why I didn't end up pursuing my music career, pursuing, you know, my barbering license or doing the X, Y and Z. I wish I would have did this. And it's just like you even like now, if you hear someone like talk to you about how they should have played high school football or how they should have did the X, Y and Z. It's just kind of like, bro, like, you know, you either you did or you didn't you. provided for your family or you didn't or this is why i left my kids like it's like bro at the end of the day like your resume like your choices is your resume so if you're busting your ass and you're working to provide regardless of what you pick if you're a construction worker if you're a plumber or whatever you chose to provide for your family you took care of your family and set them up to be successful and they're you know there you branch off and you have a company or you could send them off to college or sit or, or help them start their own companies. Like that's the stuff that's going to be important. That's the shit that's going to matter. What impact did you leave with your family? Did you show them the way, like if you don't come for money and then you bust your ass to, to get it, you know, what, what type of blueprint are you leaving for your family members? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a positive reinforcement for them you know they're seeing like damn if you know my brother Juan can do it if he can be a millionaire why can't i mm-hmm. he didn't come from no money i don't either i can, i can do it too you know and that's 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 the best thing that you can do is 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 be a positive influence for somebody yeah. cuz everyone has negative influences mm-hmm. everywhere it's it's so easy to be a negative influence but the choices that you make as a man like or, or as a man or a woman but and majority as a man is like like you got to provide you gotta set yourself up to see where you know how are you gonna provide for your kids how are you gonna provide for your family how are you gonna you know make things easier for your parents Mm -hmm. you know and and what type of legacy do you want to leave behind
1: yeah you know what it's like it's like really a blessing to for us to even be able to have like an idea where we want to be and what we want to do because sadly a lot of people right now in this world are like just lost like Mm -hmm. they're just astray you know And that's a hard place to be because you can't see no value or no end in sight of anything. You're just taking things in front of you. You're kind of just moving with the wind where life pushes you. And for me, like I've been there and it's very depressing, very sad. You don't know what to do. You don't understand why you don't have no strength to do anything you really want to do. You can't go to the gym for some reason. You're making it harder than it really seems to be. And that's why I like, you know, people really need to start eliminating stuff. You know, it's not about what I need to learn a lot. It's like really more a lot of what I need to unlearn. There's a lot of things that the way you've been living life is the reason why you're stuck. And like you need to switch it up. Like you gotta take a chance, you gotta take a risk, you gotta learn something new, you gotta surround yourself with different people. You gotta change the way you eat, you gotta change the way you you think in order for you to like create that change that you need. 'Cause a lot of people are just so caught up with like the distractions of the world. Alcohol, money, their career, their job. A lot of people are like, just imagine, bro, like I'm in this world, like, you know, you know, tomorrow I work at five AM, right? So I try to go to sleep at nine, try to force myself to go to sleep, I probably don't fall asleep until like ten thirty. I wake up, you know, I have to, you know, wake wake up at three thirty, get my clothes, whatever, change up, get myself ready, go to work be all about work, you know, I'm like programmed to just help this job, you know, then take an hour drive back home. I'm tired. I'm already looking for something just to eat to just chill. Then you get caught up in just like eating. And then like you might drink a beer. I mean, I don't, but like you might drink a beer. You might go out to eat. You're just wasting money. You're just in a cycle of every day is almost the same thing. And like, you know, John D. Rockefeller, the whole school system, like people don't realize it was created for even John D. John D. Rockefeller himself said, we don't want thinkers. We want workers. And that's the reason why a lot of like the school system is the way that it is. We're programmed for factory workers or to go to college to then still become factory workers just in a higher level office with a window and your own little cute desk. Like, like fuck that, bro. Like, I don't fucking want that life. Like, I always knew it. I, I knew I had to try to find my journey out of it. And so I'm in it right now. But I've always been trying to find a way. I've always been trying to educate, educate myself, empower myself. And then you know, you would think like these people in these like high management positions are like almost gods. Like they just, how do they get there? How do they, bro? You start to realize like I'll be surrounded by you know VPs, like you know GMS, and and you realize like they're they, they might be make, they might be making like a hundred thousand dollars or even a quarter of a million. they're just like you like a lot of it like i'll speak to them they'll give me like a lot of compliments like wow like for your age like or wow the way you talk wow like you know i would have thought you were another gm or something and you start to realize like a lot of things are politics like favoritism a degree gets you to the door like it really is just the way you carry yourself and like the knowledge that you have that could intrigue people to like want to network with you and that's why i say networking is important that's why like you know You know, self-motivation is huge. And, like, you have to wake up. Like, you have to take control of your life. Like, you don't want to be like these people that are just, like, walking zombies, you know. Like, you have to make sure that you do all that you can to control, like, you know, everything. I mean, as a man, like, your your relationship is literally what you created to be. Like, you know, we all want, like, the perfect woman as a man, but that's, like, unrealistic, you know. Like, a lot of women have a certain like you know programming that they got from their mother their father if they had one or not the school system social media um the beauty industry like um what they learned to see that is of value which is their appearance and like just all these programming that they got and then here you are as a man like you have to really guide this woman to be the woman that you want her to be and like you need to like make quick decisions like is this woman worth you know, really wanting to be with and hopefully guiding her with some moral and principles that you understand that you want in a woman and you being a man of God and like all these things Like you really need to have, like, excuse me, like a, try to get like a structured system. Like for me, I should say religion is one of the best things like to happen to me. Cause I mean, it, Islam is a religion, but really for me, Islam is like the way of life. Like the way I've already been trying to live my life, and then since I learned this um, religion and the structures and like the Quran, like it has put me on the straight path. I might slip a little bit here and there, but I always just pick myself, adjust more, and then just come back. Like, because I, these are habits that I've learned throughout years that I like engineered. So now I have to re engineer little by little, and you have to be patient. Like, you know, the guy who I was talking about that was an alcoholic, you know, for the last two years. He's a he's Mormon, and, you know, he was talking about how he, he's thinking about going and getting help. All of his doctors are telling him that he needs to go to rehab, and he doesn't want to go to rehab. He, he's not sure if he needs to. He he feels like, you know, he was a, a professional bodybuilder before, too, and he was telling me, you know, like, after his career ended with that, like, he started with the drinking. And that's, that's what happens with, like, a lot of athletes, too. Like, you know, you, you, you got such of a high of, like, optimal performance you know a game a show you're getting ready for that used to like weekly or monthly whatever you're preparing to then not having none of that no more like the dopamine the the journey to get somewhere is now gone and to the point where now you look at you know dopamine hits with you know alcohol or like other drugs and like just talking to him made me realize like how important it is to like you know keep God in there like because I keep hearing all these things from people that are struggling but one thing I don't hear is God like this is like the this is the biggest thing that I, I, I've learned to realize like you know because you could read all the, the self-help books you could watch all the videos on YouTube that how I was just talking about you can try your best every day you can know what you think you should do you know but until you know better you'll start to do better so like you start to realize like once God's in that equation And, you know, I speak for like the logical thinkers, right? The ones that believe like God's not real. And so why, why would I believe a religion if I haven't seen God or a picture of God? Like, look how, look how your life is working out and look at those who believe in God and truly believe in God and are skeptical and are trying. Like these are some of the most happiest people I know. Like the most happiest people I've met have always been believers of God. Not one person that didn't believe in God or atheists or, or they, didn't have a religion, they have a lot of ups and downs. They're on antidepressants. They drink alcohol every day, every weekend. Like they're always catching like pleasures and, and cheap dopamine hits. And I realized, cause I was one of them and I was like, you know, that was very unfulfilling. I had no fulfillment in those years. Like I was just, thank God I was just surviving, like just finding something to do whatever, or finding something to maybe see a sight in near, but not up until I found God is when I started finding the truth of like the world. And it narrows things down because the world has so many options. You're so confused. You don't even know if you're a male or a female no more. Like, if I'm a desk or if I'm this bobblehead, like, I can identify as this. Like, did you see that video I posted on my IG? It was, like, how to get away with stuff in 2023. And it was, like, this guy and this girl that was recording on her camera. Like, we're in an area where you can't record. And the woman, like, security or maybe just a worker there, like, she came up to the guy and the girl and was like, oh, you can't record here. And the guy was like, oh, no, she identifies as a camera. And then she was like, "Uh, do you identify as a camera? And the person with the camera was like, yes. And then she was like, okay. Like, that's how fucking ridiculous we've gotten. I could just identify. Like, imagine if LeBron would just retire and identify as a woman and go to the WNBA. (laughs) Imagine how that would be or Mike Tyson just identifies a woman and goes into boxing. like that's the the shit world that like parts of the us and parts of the world are trying to make normal and, and like that's why it's so important for us to have a voice because like we need to speak God's missing here like if god if God was in the countries as in like the structure of how everything was surrounded to be before. We wouldn't have a lot of these issues, but now that, like, I feel like they're trying to remove God little by little and then look how it's going.
0: Because if you think about it, if you remove God, that means that they don't have a leader. They don't have a a path or, or an example to follow. And then you can mislead the world. You know, that's the type of world that, you know, the devil wants is a godless one. So he can do whatever he wants. He has his followers, you know, directly and indirectly, and he knows he's going to win, you know. And you ever notice, like, the the devil goes the hardest on people that he doesn't already have. He don't need to go hard on somebody that, you know, is already doing the things that he wants you to do. He's going to go hard on the people that stand on morals, that are God-fearing, that, you know, have faith. That's the one he's going to double down on. But, you know, taking God out of, you know, everything and basically making it seem like you know god or the bible doesn't exist or is 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 you know made up and putting our faith in so much other things like the the internet like in social media like in you know the the common things it's just like you know people can be misled easily you know people trust netflix more than they trust you know uh like things like the bible things like God so it's 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 a very vulnerable state that the world's in right now
1: what do you believe like are the forms of the devil like what forms do you think the devil comes in man that's a good question I think he comes in
0: every form of desire possible he comes in the form of women he comes in the form of money he comes in the form of pride. He comes in the form of 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 greed. He comes in all different types of forms, bro. And in any way, shape, or form that you struggle with, he's going to attack that. You know, if you have anger issues, he's going to put people in front of you that irritate you, that agitate you. If you struggle with, you know, infidelity, he's going to put women in front of you or men in front of you that are going to entice you to cheat on your partner. If, you know, you are a very rich person, he's going to put pride.
1: American left-handed former pitcher <laughs> Major League Baseball. Shout out, Siri. He's
0: go- I know, shout out, Siri. If, if, you know, you're, like I said, if you have money, he's going to put pride in your heart, you know, and, and make you feel like, you know, you have everything. You know, what do you need God for? You know, what are you going to ask God for if you already have everything that you need? You know, where he's going to make you so busy to the point to where you don't have time to read your Bible. You don't have time to pray to God. You're always tired. You know, he wants to put as much strain on the earth as possible. So when our time is up, you know, our time is up. And the things that we did are, you know, our decisions.
1: Mm. Damn. They got me thinking, I was like, man, I need to start praying more. <laughs> there are some times, too, I'm like, because, like, you know, for, like, Islam, like there's, like, five prayers you do that are, like, mm-hmm. mandatory. And they're all, like, if you were to look at it in a, like, from a non-Muslim, it's like, oh, those like, the most, like, inconvenient times. Like, they kind of disrupt with your sleep. But, like, that's why it's, like, so important. Like, yeah, you start to learn, like, you know, it's your own self that gets in the way. You're like, oh, I'm too tired or, nah, I don't want to pray mm-hmm. or no I don't want to do this or like you know when it's time to make the right choice you kind of find ways like it's like your own head is telling you like it's finding ways to like justify like oh it's good not to do this it's okay you don't have to do this because you gotta do this tomorrow you know what hey you did it yesterday why I have to do today like that's why I look at like like as a devil it's like those temptations of like not doing what you should be doing like that's usually like what holds people back is like everybody knows what they're supposed to do. It's like, you know what, eat better, work out, you know, treat people with kindness, um, try to be the best person you could be. But then you like, you have all these distractions. That's why for me, it's like, you have to start eliminating like people, things, even thoughts, like out of your mind to try to like reprogram yourself to like really focus on, you know, being a blessing to the world and not a lesson for other people, you know? Cause like, man, imagine, like, you know, you know, I, I, like you hear like a lot of stories of people that have, you know, had people in their life that created like a very negative impact on them, whether they, whether they were abused, raped, molested, whether they were robbed, you know, stolen, uh, some stuff from them. And like, you know, I would hate to want to be that person to somebody, you know, like, you know, stuff that happened to me motivated me not to be like those people like because i realized like the stuff they did to me and i look at myself like i'm very like strong-willed like mentally but i know if, from a lot of people that i've met like if with what i've gone through if somebody were to be in my shoes like like I i believe just by like knowing some of these people like they would have no chance like they would fold completely like when you look at a homeless person like that's literally you if you were to succumb to maybe like trauma events or like what happened to you or the world got you know over you you got overwhelmed with the world you start resort re, uh, resorting to like drugs and stuff and like we're, we're all like you know like we're not that far away from being homeless if you just keep you know seeking pleasure or just you stop caring about things like who cares about my family or there's no god and like you know It's always about how you feel. That didn't make me feel good. You know, drinking makes me feel good. Like, even the guys, like, there's a few alcoholics that I met that they'll even say, like, you know, they drink alcohol because it makes them feel better. Like, you know, that says a lot. Like, that says, like, you know, their life that they're living is not the life that they really want. And these are people that have, like, kids, a house, you know, financial income, job stability, still not enough. So, it's, like, that's why it's so important. It's, like, it's not what you do. It's how you do it and, like, why you do it because anybody could get money, anybody could do whatever, but, like, until you have, like, a a deeper purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, then it'll be irrelevant, because, you know, if it doesn't have no purpose or no fulfillment, it's kind of, like, it's very, uh, just numb, like, you don't even feel that what you're doing has any purpose, and that's how you fall astray, and then you could end up, like, you know, somebody who's homeless or somebody who's, like, an addict to things, like, yeah like that's that's why I kind of tell myself, or when I see people like homeless people, I'm just like, you know that could be you, like you know, if you keep just falling back off track and not following like what God has you know put in front of you, like you know there's a lot of things in this world that can bring you closer to God, but there's also a lot of stuff that can keep you away, constantly distracting you,
0: yeah facts, facts, and what do you think something for you that you struggle with? Um, In your past, it could have been when you were a teen, you know, uh, preteen. What's something that you struggle with that kind of you had to get through around that time? Because I know for me personally, something I struggled with was like anger. You know, I feel like I I had I still have a temper, you know, but I just control it a lot more. I'm more internal with it. And it would just be small things like my brother or my mom or like people at school. Like it would just be instant. Like it would be one thing and I'm frustrated, mad and things that would ruin my days, you know? Um, but what's, what's something that you struggled with
1: early on? Mm. I think for me it was like, like self-belief, like, you know, There's a lot of things I felt like just wasn't going my way or I felt that I wasn't ready for it or, you know, it is what it is type things. I would say like, you know, it always started with like, like not speaking up when you should have, you know, letting things happen, not saying something, Um, you know, not, I mean, quitting in something or just, you know, not having the will to keep going and just like. You know, just go through the process. Go through the process. If you fail, you fail. Like I really didn't have a lot of belief in myself. Like, and I think it was because a lot of people around me failed a lot in everything. Like, it was always people that like, they they would say they would do this, they didn't do it. There's a lot of people who like would say they're they're this religion, but yet they're doing the complete opposite of what that religion would want. It's like a lot of people were, like around me were always like, honestly, like respectfully, like failures. Like. People, all the people I was around was, like, a bunch of failures. So I was kind of like, like, I don't know. It just started getting to me. I didn't see nobody successful. Like, I, I, yeah, maybe I should have had a better understanding of, like, my mom, my dad's history or my dad's um, successes to, like, make it to this country and stuff like that. And But I didn't really see no nobody who was somebody who I wanted to be like. Like, I didn't, ha- I didn't have no superhero. I didn't have no batman to look up to like you know my dad was a working man all the time and and so like you know my dad was just like a my dad like he was just working like you know connected to my he's my dad whatever but not really somebody who i really like admired back then to see like what i see now but like you know i didn't have nobody teach me self-confidence or like hey you know you could you could literally be anything you want to be like You know, like there was one, I mean, especially too, when I was younger, like, you know, the best thing that happened to me was, um, damn, like the best thing that happened to me was when I was like forced to go to special ed class. That was humbling, bro. (laughs) So humbling. Cause I just remember like, I just didn't care about school. And and I was a young kid. I was fighting like every day. I was always getting sent to the office. And then I just remember like one year, I I had no idea what was going on. I just regular another school year. I think I was like in first grade or something like that or third grade i don't know what grade it was third grade or something and i just remember like oh yeah like instead of my parents taking me to school i remember like a yellow bus came. <laughs> <laughs> i just remember like and i remember my mom like they're picking you up i'm like what <laughs> they're like yeah like the the small bus the small yellow bus and my family used to like when they found out that this was the I wouldn't even want my cousins to come over, bro. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, don't, don't let them come over because if they see me go to school, because, you know, sometimes, like, the Bay Area kids, they'll have, like, an earlier or longer vacation than, like, being in the Valley. And so my cousins, like, all my family's from the Bay Area, so they'll spend the night. And so when I'll be going to school, they'll be at you know at my, at my house hanging out waiting for me. And I remember just how embarrassing it was, like, I'll, I'll try to like wake up and like not let them see me go to school. But I remember they caught me going in the small yellow bus. Like, oh, you going? They used to call it the dummy yellow bus back then, like the high few days. They're like, oh, you going the little short bus? And, I just, <laughs> and I, I'm just being nice right there because they used to say worse stuff. Like, oh, like you, you used to go on the R word bus, retarded bus. And like, I, I, that was, you know, the word to say back then, whatever. And bro, I remember just like, I was so pissed off. Cause I remember just like, just like, cause I was very aware ever since I was a young kid, like I was always socially conscious of everything. And then like, I was like, just, I remember just getting into that bus and just seeing everybody who's on that bus. I'm like, I don't belong here. Like, I'm just, I started thinking to myself, am I stupid? Like, you know, I really started believing like, wait, am I dumb or something? Like, cause you know, they just put me in that school and there's no explanation. They just said that I wasn't passing, that I, I had a problem. Um, paying attention like but do they not realize like i'm a fucking young kid that like you know you know violent like play around like i joked around what kid wants to go to school you know like yeah. unless i've been domesticated for my family to just listen and like but i wasn't like my parents one thing great one great thing my parents did was let me learn life like in the streets or just be out there like school whatever like they gave me my own personality let me learn the hard way everything which is a great thing. But then it's kind of like, I was a wild kid going to school. And then like put me in, you know, in the special ed class. And I remember the first day just being there. I just, you know, I see people that are mentally challenged. Like they have the hand gesture, like they can't, their eyes ain't right. Like, you know, you could tell the down syndrome and I'm just like, what, like, what am I doing? And I just remember telling mom, like, I gotta get out of here. They're like, well, you have to pass and do this stuff. I remember every day telling the teacher, I gotta get out. Like, cause I remember going to recess, I would hang out with the regular kids. I I, I, like this being a special ed made me feel like I was different. Like I was like a lower level, like, you know, and I just, but then our recess, whatever, all my friends were in the other regular classes, right? And so I'll be playing football recess with them and they're all going back to the class and I'm slowly going back to my, you know, they they're going back to classes of like 30 students. I'm going back to class with like eight. And I was just like, you know, just going through that. It just taught me like like that that was one of the best examples though of like, you know, I could really do all that I want to do, especially if I'm desperate. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be in this class no more. Cause I remember how embarrassing used, I it used to be it used to be so embarrassing to me. To the point where, you know, every day for, cause I was in special ed for like a year or half a year, and I remember for every day that I was like leaving to go back home at the end of the, at the end of um class or I mean the end of the day, I remember um like being in line with all the regular kids to get in the bus to get on the yeah yeah no, no but i wouldn't get on the bus yeah <laughs> i would literally wait in line joking with everybody like oh yeah like they're not like they're, everybody's going in the bus and i'm like oh yeah yeah like i'm just following 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 and as soon as they all get on the bus i'll be the last one to just turn back and go back to my little yellow bus and i remember the bus driver being like why you always last like why you always late are you embarrassed or something He's like, well, you don't want to go to – to, um, you don't want to hang out with your friends here. The, the bus driver didn't even know me. He's like, these are your friends. Like, these are your family. I'm just looking at him like, these are not my friends. These are not my family. I just refuse. Like, nothing against those kids. But it was just – everything against, like, I did not belong here. Like, And I was just pissed off. And I remember, like, you know, I was lazy and I was failing every single class before the third grade. And, you know – every day that I was in that special ed class i made sure that i passed did all my homework everything i was every day i'll tell the teacher like I, like get me out i don't belong here i belong in the other class like my bad i, was like, I belong in the other class i don't belong here and i remember like i think throughout the half the year they realized like yeah i shouldn't be in there but it's because i was just like refused to accept like i'm not i'm not like them like i'm not like dumb i'm not mentally challenged i'm sorry like And I was like, just let me, like, get back to the regular people that I thought. And, like, that right there, that showed me, like, not only self-belief, but, like, desperation. And, like, you need to take control of, like, how you are. And you have to learn how to play the game. Like, in order for me to keep, like, even all the way to the point of me graduating high school, like, I didn't give a damn about school. I hated it. I hated going every day. Like, but I knew, like, To never go back to the special ed class and to not fail or flunk, I was like, I just got to just try. And so, like, that, me literally going special ed changed everything to the point where, like, I'm never going to fail again. I'm never going to go back to that special ed class. Like, And I remember, like, and then you realize how easy school is. Like, all I got to do is show up, listen, cheat on the test sometimes. (laughs) Or just, like, even, like, do very minimal studying. A lot of the – I started learning how to, like – psychologically understand how tests run and like just you know the least common denominator like you know eliminate answers this is obviously the more logical one or these two are the best closest ones and then they may make make my estimate from there like all because of me going to special ed like that literally just like sparked something in my mind like you know you got to take control like and I was like I was like maybe seven years old like nine years old or something like that at that age like when I went to special ed and that was a like the best reminder to me is like you know you if you don't want to if you're going to be in the game you got to play the game and like you have to like pass and do certain things in order for you to get like far or just even just to get certain like privileges and like yeah that was like the most traumatizing like like time like not the most traumatizing but it was like the most like challenging like eye-opening like oh wow like if you don't really like put your mind to it, like, they'll put you wherever they want, like, you know, like the school system, the uh, status system and the career or in the world, like, what you put out is what you get in. And, like, what I didn't put out, I got in special ed. So I was like, I'm never going to do this again. That sounds like you were traumatized. I was traumatized. That
0: sounds like you still struggling.
1: With I would never, like to, I used to never like to talk about this because I, I forgot about it too. But at the same time, I just I just remember like, you know, waiting in the back of the line before going to that bus or like my cousins and everybody, that's what I'm saying. They used to bully the shit out of me. That's why bullying is a good thing. Cause they made me get my shit together. They're like, oh, you on the little short bus? I was like, hell no. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm making sure this never happens again. <laughs> that's the worst.
0: Man. I know you trying to get up quiet, put your clothes on to go outside. The bus is outside. man. man. Oh. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. i know you were that's sick. the worst bro whenever would...
0: it's hey, so like going to school
1: <laughs> yeah and imagine being like the smartest guy in that classroom oh. that's not really like <laughs> something to be proud of <laughs> i remember i remember the teacher in the special ed class like wow great job i'm like in my mind i was like seven years old i'm like well duh like i'm supposed to be doing this good like but like no knock to anybody who's mentally challenged like obviously but I didn't belong there, you know? Like, yeah. that wasn't my thing, yeah. <laughs> bro, that's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. I
0: ain't gonna lie. That's, I would have been going through it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it was so embarrassing. My brothers
1: would have f- fried me. So embarrassing. Like, like, man. And I flunked, too. Like, I flunked, this, I, I mm-hmm. flunked well, I flunked the first grade, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not because I think what, Well, what happened was I was living in Oakland at that time and the first grade during the transition of like going towards like we we're like half in the year of first grade and i had like um i had broke a kid's arm in the first grade in oakland which is the reason why we moved out here yeah so like in the first grade there was like this kid that was just making jokes about my mom and i used to have like real 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 like anger problems before too to the point where i would just react you know when a when a when a when a boy that's a kid that cries. They cry off of anger, if you notice. Like, Mm -hmm. and I would cry off of anger. I wouldn't cry because even to this day, I don't cry because I'm sad. I usually cry because I'm angry of like where I'm at or a situation or maybe self-reflecting, whatever. Usually most of the time, probably like 90% of the time, I used to cry because I was just pure angry. So, like, a kid was, like, making fun of my mom, whatever. And they were in the first grade, and I just remember being upset, and I literally grabbed his arm and snapped it, like, against something. Like, I remember, like, fighting or whatever, and I just, like, grabbed his arm, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I just hit it against, like, one of those, like, little jungle gyms, like the, the pole that you go down, not a strip pole. But like I remember just like throwing throwing his what <laughs> the fuck. Just clearing it out, just making it clear. But bro, I remember grabbing his arm, like just so blurry memory, just grabbing it, doing that, and then just walking back to class. And then like I think like three days later, um, the kid comes into my I still remember this vividly. Like I was like first grade, so whatever age that was, twenty seven now. So I used to remember being in class and they used to be um I don't know if you remember, like, when you used to take tests and, like, the tables were like this, everybody was close to each other. They used to put, like, cardboard boxes mm-hmm. to keep you in a box to, like, not look and peep, whatever. And I remember, like, um, an officer came in, uh, the vi- principal, and then the student came in. And, like, we had to, like, in the middle of a test, like, they, they forced us to take the things down. And I remember just looking at the kid. And I remember literally the principal asked, like, it's all quiet in that classroom. And the, the teacher asked, like, who broke your arm? And he's, like, looking. And then I was looking at him, and I was laughing. Like, I remember laughing, smiling. And he just literally pointed at me. <laughs> and he's just like, that's him. And then I remember going to the office. Like, the principal, like, interrogating me for, like, 30 minutes. I kept on saying no, 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 I didn't do it even though I did it and then like at the end he asked me again like I just said yes at the end I think I think I just got scared or whatever I didn't really know and so I just snitched on myself <laughs> and then like I remember bro my my mom went there they were trying to sue like my the fam- our family because of what I did to the kid and um but thankfully they were too broke so they couldn't sue me but my at the same time I think my mom and them were trying to get some money and they were, we were trying to move out because I think they seen like the path that I was going like, my, all of my family members were, like, deported, like, you know, gang members. And then, like, in that area, like, where we were living at in Oakland was, like, I used to, like, swim in, like, the sidewalks. Like, there used to be a water flow in the sidewalks. and bro, I used to swim in there as a kid. And then you'll find, like, syringes. Dime. I used to collect dime bags of, like, Coke. Because I thought the bags looked cool. Like, so, like, you know, all the <laughs> fentanyl. And so, like, all that stuff, like, you know, uh, we moved during the time of my first grade, and then also my grades weren't the best, so it's kind of like a combination of all this, all these things. And then that's when we moved to like um, Lathrup for like a year, and then Manteca for where I was raised m- more of. And like yeah, I literally flunked the first grade because of a combination of these things, and moved out here. Like that's why people ask me where are you from. It's kind of hard to say. It's like well, I'm born, and I got a lot of my my game from Oakland. But really, I was raising, like, Manteca. Like, you know, you got to gotta give love to Manteca. A lot of people don't, you know, give love to it because maybe it's not the Bay Area. But, like, you know, Manteca also raised me to be the man who I am now. And also, like, my, my friends, my family, like, are, you know, a lot of great times were in Manteca, too. So it's like... Yeah, man, those are some, like, very... Yeah, I look back now, like, those are some moments.
0: <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Super traumatizing, bro. I'd be going through it, bro. <laughs> I'd be thinking about that shit all the time. Because it's, like, certain stuff that happened in my childhood mm-hmm. that I'll still think about. I was like, bro, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, number one. Would you ever have, like,
1: something like that? Like, Like, things that you learned the hard way like when you were in elementary school or like like maybe a teacher like you know like reality hits you know you had like you know like when you look back right to like you know elementary were there some things that you learned that you learned and you took still to this day
0: yeah i i would probably say getting your work done getting what things that need to be done get get them done because when I wasn't doing my work, like like even the school, because if you just turn in your homework, you're getting a 70% in whatever course you're doing, right? If you fail every test and turn in all your homework and don't have any missed assignments, you'll get a 70%. So I wasn't turning in my homework and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So therefore, like, you know, I got bad grades. Mm-hmm. And my dad told me, he's like, hey, you're you're if you don't get good grades, you're not going to play football because you can't you can you're not going to have bad grades and then add in football and get better grades it's not going to happen. So he's like, "You know, you need to get better grades and we'll we'll sign you up for football." So when he had told me, I'm like, "Okay, let me start taking it serious." So you know, I started studying for the the little spelling test, you know, the spelling tests <laughs> yeah. you used to have like <laughs> and then like actually paying attention in in school cuz like the majority of the stuff that we would do and the tests we would have is all in class stuff. It didn't have a lot for us out of class, you know what I mean? So I started paying attention, started getting better grades. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm actually trying to pay attention and not trying to be a asshole in class and um, actually learning something, you know? And then, you know, when I got good grades that, that last, I think, quarter, um, my dad signed me up for the Chargers, the Manteca Chargers. Mm. And I was like, damn, like, I really, like, grinded and, you know my dad like was a man of his word and took me and signed me up for football and turned out to be something lifelong you know that helped that helped me lifelong wise and taught me a lot you know mm. about character so um you know I'm thankful for that and stuff but it was just like dang that was like the the hardest thing for me was like cuz you know recess everybody loves recess everybody loves playing everybody loves going outside but bro you got to do what you got to do you got to get your the business aspect of everything done then
1: you can play yeah. Do you think like like um how how valuable you think it is for like to put your kids or even the impact that it had on you like playing sports, like what it did for you that you see that like the people who didn't play sports like the difference.
0: It's critical, bro, because in sports it's like This is what it is you get with it or you don't you know what i mean it's not you know like let's just say football it's not all about you sometimes you know most of the time it's it's about the team hey do your job don't worry about what anyone else is doing do your 111 you know and you'll be successful work as a team and you'll be successful you know being honest and not pointing fixture uh pointing fingers you know that's one thing that that can translate into anything but everything is going to be in a team aspect you know like like work You know, your career, you know, your business, you're going to have business partners. You're going to have times or even relationships. You're going to have times where, you know, hey, you're wrong. You know what I mean? You messed up. Or, hey, like, you know, you need to accomplish a goal. You need to grind and accomplish a goal. You need to do certain things. It's so much foundational stuff that comes with sports that transitions into someone's successful life or upbringing because they a lot of people don't learn a lot of things from their family they learn from playing sports you know what i mean a lot of people are spoiled in their families and they play sports and it's kind of like oh shit like everything isn't gonna go my way because i want it to be i actually have to prepare and work towards that goal and a lot of the times it's like okay the time i spent you know working in the off season is what's gonna bring me the success during the season you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and hey like me building these connections with the people on my team helped us helped our chemistry helped me do x y and z being doing the right thing regardless of if someone is watching you or not you know what i mean like that carries a lot a lot of weight too like are you looking are you hey the coach tells you to do 10 push-ups are you looking to see if the coach is watching to do your 10 or are you just knocking them out mm-hmm. you know that that carries a lot of weight so the football and sports in general just teach you so much about Like, grind and, like, character.
1: Yeah. I think, like, the biggest thing that I took from, like, playing sports was, like, the accountability aspect. Like, Mm -hmm. being able to, like, you know, not only see, like, if you mess up, but then you get critiqued from, like, your coaches. And they tell you, depending on the coaches that you have, I mean, I could imagine being coached now, like, how sensitive they are. But, like, back then, you know, like, like, you almost had, like, you know, coaches fighting students, parents fighting coaches. Like, because how, like, straight up or maybe... You know very not nice how coaches would be it's kind of like you kind of need that like you know getting told the truth like you're you're doing terrible go run a lap like you're messing around go do you know burpees over here on the other side like i think like the best thing that i remember i got from sports is just like the accountability aspect of like you know you what you offer to the team and like what you do like outside or even like at practice like you need to be focused like hey you need to pay attention it's bigger than you like and it's kind of like you got to do your part, you know, like, you know, focus on, like, what you can do to help the team. And then, like, all that stuff, I think, like, great create like, a great foundation of um, having no entitlement, too. It's like you get what you put out, like, you know, or your value. Like, you know, if you're skilled and you have success and because of the effort you're putting in, like, you get rewarded with, like, certain things. And, like, I feel like you see nowadays, like, a lot of people are just, like, you know, have entitlement. They deserve this, they deserve that. And A lot of these people I, I realize, like, are the ones who never play sports. Like, they just think it just get handed to you just because um, you're a human or something or just because you think you deserve it or whatever. It's kind of like, no, you don't deserve nothing. Like, you deserve exactly what you get in life.
0: I deserve that spot. I deserve that promotion. Well, you've been out every weekend spending money while he's been working overtime. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, you haven't built any connections with people in your company and you've, set at your desk and you get attitude anytime something doesn't go your way but this guy over here has been putting in work since day one Mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying like and you know it might be someone on your team when you were little that might have just been better they put more work in Mm -hmm. they've they've put more years into the craft they might be better than you you feel Mm -hmm. me and that's hard pills to swallow but that's that's the harsh reality of things you know what i mean i know there's hey there's barbers out there that are better than me point blank period but it's like me, I'm more focused on like me being better than what I was last week, the mm-hmm. week before that the week before that I know the path that I want to go, and that's the best trajectory for you going forward when anything you know mm-hmm. being the best version of yourself over and over with any craft, just how like you with your self development with you working at your job with you you know coming into um um um, Islam you know mm. what I mean like You're not comparing yourself to other people You're just trying to be the best person that you can be In that religion you feel mm. what I'm saying
1: Yeah 100% No that's 100% that's true because You know you have to realize Like a lot of things are very Simple like when you Like really just Dumb it down like you know It, it should really just be I always preach this Now lately I've been telling everybody's Like you should have the three things every day Like Every day you should be working on your health, like physical, mental health. You should always work on your relationships, your spouse or your family, your relationship to God. And then also your, your purpose, your career, or ways that you want to make money or just impact the world. Like every day, like these three these three things is what you should be focusing on every day. Like, you know, minimize the entertainment, minimize the video games, minimize going to the bar all the time and going to eat. Like. Sometimes, you know, you need that stuff if you want it, whatever. I mean, you don't need it, but if you want it, you can. But it's like you got to try to find a balance. Like, every time you should be always trying to work on something that you're doing too much, limit it. And sometimes you may be doing a little bit too much here, limit it. Like, you should always just try to walk the straight path. Like, because, man, you don't want to end up like these people that, you know, complain, always, like, pointing out something, always trying to make something that's not even a problem into a problem, like, you know you gotta realize life is like super good honestly like there's a lot of good stuff going on and like the more knowledge you gain of like control of what you can't control like the more empowering it is to really take care of you your family and how to like navigate you know like once you simplify stuff like that like life becomes like super easier yeah facts 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 but um i think that's
0: gonna wrap it up for this episode Wanavelli you know like always thank you for your input and all the stuff that you were talking about um i'm sure a, l- a lot of people that are watching our podcast they they take so much value from the things that we say like this right here our platform right here bro has impacted so many people you've seen in the mm-hmm. the DMs the comments i've seen in the dm and the comments bro like it's such a good refresher for people to have like i shouldn't be cutting a random person's hair and them talking about the podcast, mm. you know what I mean? And saying like, dang, like how much thankful they are for even having a platform that talked about the things that they can't talk about. They don't like some people don't have people they can talk to about these type of things. Yeah. Some people just like their 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 way of 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 maybe talking about those things or seeing someone express those things help them because it's like. Dang, I can go to this podcast and see about this. You know, when I was younger, like, the only person I had to talk about these things is my dad. You feel what I'm saying? So I I had a a, a, a little bit of an outlet when he was off of work. But, you know, a lot of people don't have that, bro. Yeah. And that's why we hold so much value with this podcast and the way that we're going. But, you know, we just got to keep pushing and keep going. And, you know, this is going to grow into something that you know we already talked about you know when we first started this this is going to grow into you know a million dollar business you know what i'm saying like we we know where where this is going to go and we know how many people we're going to impact mm. you feel what i'm saying so we just got to keep going and you know we we love and appreciate all you guys for all the support you guys have 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 provided for us so we we, we thank you guys and we appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time on self revelations sheesh Bang. I like this, I like this one, bro. Yeah, I, like I like this. Cool. One.